Make a move and then she's calling Forest fires, cougars marlin' Take a chance and roll the dice one day If you're a DM player, find you Millennials can join this quest too Expedition, we're gonna find a way Hi, Andy. I'm just uh, leaving a fluffy, a fluffy message about League of Eternal Guardians and the Eldritch Organ, um, because it, it's so amazing. It's so wonderful. I'm so grateful to you and everyone, but especially to you for for putting it together and hosting it on on your podcast. Um, obviously for my own personal reasons, I, I'm just so, uh, I'm just so blown away by it. It's, it's great. And I'm so excited to, to hear episode two, where it gets grisly, where it gets grisly. You refer to it as, as the last or probably the last League of Eternal Guardians uh, foray on your podcast. And, you know, that to me is <laughs> it's like, uh, I just feel so mixed about that. It's so interesting. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I, what could, how can I, I it, a little bit, I, it, a little bit, it hurts me. It hurts my heart to think that you are, um, that you're somehow letting go of, of, of the 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 eldritch organ reigns. I refuse to believe it. Um, I just take it as a kind of um, you know a little a nice a nice healthy little stab in in the heart. I read it as you saying, "You must be fucking joking, Barney." Uh, if you think I'm going to keep editing uh those those games that you gm uh using your system um etc 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 and i and i totally take that point because the 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 flip side of that coin is you know i read you as saying you know do it just take take hold of it yourself because it's your thing and and I totally, totally accept that. And I have plans. I have plans for that. I have plans for that. So I hope to do you proud. You said it will make a man out of me to edit an actual play. So I'm excited to become a man, if that's what that... <coughs> but as far as I'm concerned, you can, you can let go of the Eldritch Organ. But the Eldritch Organ will not let go of you, Andy. So, um, you know, it might not make it. It might not, it might not, you know, manifest on Grizzly Peaks. Uh, but it will, it will, it will pull you away from your mountain top. Uh, 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 what are you, isolation? Um, 
your your self-imposed exile, your mountaintop exile. Um, yeah. Did I want to say anything of of perhaps gaming substance? Yeah, probably. I think the two-part structure, uh, you know, a two-shot game, structurally, I think, is, is really interesting because, you know, if, if I just apply it to this this latest uh, uh, one, what is it, One Night in Paris, if I apply it to that, in that first episode, we've got, we've got the kind of setup and it's there's something weird going on it's all a bit creepy we know all of that it's it's there's enough stuff but then in the second one then it can then you know everything can really just uh explode so i think in terms of listening in terms of listening i think that's quite satisfying um yeah, I think that's quite satisfying. So maybe once the world has had the opportunity to listen to part two, they can um, agree or disagree with me. I'm just I'm just thinking about that listener experience. Because um, if it's a one shot, then maybe maybe things don't build up in the same way. And if it's an ongoing campaign that doesn't have a clear kind of end, I don't know. There's maybe there's not that sense of foreboding in the same way when you know that it's uh, one or two parts. I'm going to sneeze again. This is ridiculous. Anyway, so that's it. I don't know if it's this, if I'm sneezing anything of uh, value here. Uh, all the best. Bye bye. Hope the house move is going well, you know? Well done, bye. Well, Barney, I don't really... I don't really know what to say to, to all that. Um, you've... You've made me feel... Um, well, kind of honoured. You've made me feel guilty. Uh, you've made me feel nervous. And... Um, and yeah, you've made me think. So, good, good. Um, well, in answer to your last question, yes, the house move went, as you might know if you've listened to any recent, well, of the one or two recent episodes. Um, I, I'm making this response. It's going to be very guerrilla, recorded straight into Anchor. None of this editing malarkey. So there's going to be noise. There's going to be stumbles. But, um, yeah, I, um, <laughs> you know, to, to, to touch on the first emotion you created, which is a feeling of, of being, uh, you know, of joy that, that, uh, that it gave you so much joy. Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you know, of course. Okay. You know, I'd, I'd do that for a friend. I'd do that for people I play with. Um, uh, I don't think it's the... Maybe it is the first. It's, it's, no, no, it's not the first... It's not the first episode that I've... Or actual play that I've edited where I haven't been the GM. But, but you know... Um, and why am I drawing a line under it? I, 
I guess I am, and I guess maybe I'm leaving a little little window open round the back, you know, where you can creep in and rifle through my possessions, if you wish. Um, I, I, um, you know, it, it, it does come down to commitment. I am not a very committed person in many aspects, and I don't know what it is about running games, recording them, um, and, and making actual plays of them. And, and turning them into podcasts. But I think it's the first thing I found in a long, long time that, that I really am committed to. But it still, it still requires discipline and an effort of will, especially when you start off and you have this two and a half hours of uh, uh, voice tracks, potentially six separate voice tracks, and you know you have this huge mountain to climb. I, um, Cuppy Cup, who is the GM and I guess editor, uh, I'm sure he's the editor of, um, of, uh, what is it? <laughs> you All of Cthulhu? I don't know. It's that, anyway, it's, it's, they're pretty popular. They do that Western Down Darker Trails Cthulhu thing with Scott and other people. Um, for the finale, for the season finale, uh, and he, he tweeted this, it took him over 50 hours <laughs> to edit that, I guess it's less than one hour. But then he is insane, I guess. Um, that, that is ridiculous. He also composes the music for it, so I guess that takes time. So he's, he's, he's adding everything in. And their production values are extremely high, way, way, way higher than mine. But, you know, an episode for me to edit and post-produce and get, uh, you know, and uh, do the sound effects for, an, for one of my actual plays is at least 10 hours' work. So, you know, when you start off, it feels like a mountain. And, and I suppose the, the other terrifying thing for me is that I'm just doing the post-production on on episode 33 of Masters of Nihilathotep, um, which means I have 90 more episodes currently recorded of masks waiting to be edited at some point in the future. And the thought of that, I'm sweating anyway because it's a hot day and I'm, I'm in the middle of my war, but the thought of that brings me out in a cold sweat. So it's nothing really to do with... Uh, in a way, it's to do with the fact that the, that you that I'm not GMing it, but in a way, it's not. It's like I, I adding more of these to my mountain of things piling up on my hard drive is is a terrifying thought, which is why you have terrified me to some extent. Um, but it's also funny, you know. Uh, you made me laugh. Um, with your sardonic humour, as you always do. And and I'll say it here and I'll say it now. We will do more Eldritch Organ. We will do more Eternal Guardians. Um, whether whether it's you running it, I don't... Or me running it, or um, you recording it, or me recording it. There will be more in the future, I, I'm sure. It's, it's too good a system to not continue playing it from my point of view and I know you've got uh, 
a lot of irons in the fire. And I also know that you're, you are continuing to run it. Um, it'd be interesting to hear what you could put together. I'd love to hear how you would edit an actual play. I'm sure you'd do an amazing job of it. Um, I think everyone has their own quirky style. Um, you know, I, I, TJ is no longer editing for me. Um, or post-producing, uh, he's way too busy with his life. Um, it's a miracle we can even get to play with him, I think, these days. So I will be thankful for for small mercies. But um, I can't do the editing the way he does it. I, I, he is, for me, he's like uh, on a level that I can't get to because he he does really, really clever stuff with it. <laughs> Um, my approach is pretty basic, really. Um, clean it up, make sure there's no overlapping dialogue, try and cut out the ums and the ahs and the laughs, find more or less appropriate music bed and put in spot sound effects. That's about it. He sort of turns them into works of art. Um, he finds these little snippets of, of the game that are just either, um kind of sum up the, the entire session or just these quirky outtakes and he builds entire coders out of them which are just great and I, and I do miss that so thank you I guess that's the main thing um, there's a lot more coming from you in the next few messages but next up is Spencer Hey Andy, Spencer here, just calling in about Tears for Fears, who was a bit, I was a bit of a fan of back in the day. And yeah, Mad World is clearly that mid-late from Matthew and Son. But I wonder how conscious that was. I mean, you know, nothing's created in a vacuum. Um, you know, you've, a catchy little bit of music like that has worked its way into Roland's subconscious and he's riffing one day and that comes out. You know, it's easily done. Um, you cite the Rolling Stones, but the real culprits are Led Zeppelin taking big chunks of blues and calling them their own just really, really shameless stuff going on there. Another one is John Williams. These classic film scores. Um, there's some really interesting comparison videos on YouTube um, comparing them to, uh, you know, familiar classics. Interesting stuff. Jesus fucking Christ Goodman, what are you doing? What are you doing? You don't do episodes on music? You, you, and you're not even really doing an episode on music. You're like recounting what happened in another podcast and you're just telling us the things in that podcast, but you can't even remember them. So you're getting it wrong. So we're having to listen to you talk about something you know nothing about and in the process, you're ripping off the people that did the episode about ripping people off. That's what we're doing. This is like listening to Dolly Parton talk about 5th edition. This is asinine. Now, I'm not even going to say pardon my French. You're just going to get F-bombs today. This is fucking asinine. You need to stop. You need to stop, okay? You need to stop. Think about what you're doing, Goodman. Be an adult. Just walk away. Just walk the fuck away. Hey there, Goodman. I'm sorry if I came across a little hot on that last message. That's my bad. I was just, I was, I was a little upset. I'll admit it. I was a little upset, and I, I, I I'm sorry. Um, you know, but it is, it is, it is like you know, you, you got 
Kurt Cobain's ghost, you know, doing a podcast about, um, you know, Call of Cthulhu, you know, well, that would be kind of cool, but, you know, it's, it's, it's more like, if you got, like, Steve Malcolmus from The Pavement, you know, if he was doing a podcast about Delta Green, uh, oh, that would actually be pretty good, I don't know, I might listen to that one, I would, um, uh, maybe, 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 like, if Robert Plant did a podcast about Amber Dysel's role-playing game, oh, that actually, that's, that would be really good, I would, I would listen to that religiously, that would be better than your podcast, for sure, uh, so, yeah, that, 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 that might actually be a good idea. Also, you should probably give spoiler alerts if you're going to spoil a movie. All these years, I was going to watch that Mulholland movie tonight, and here you go. Spoilers! Okay, thanks a lot. Anyway, um, talk to you later. Speak, and he shall be summoned. Eh? TJ. Uh, uh no, not TJ. His brother, Nate. Uh, and Spencer. Uh, in their separate, different ways telling me to step away from the topics about which I know nothing. I, I, um, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, um, you're right, TJ, uh, but then uh, how, how is it that we define ourselves? Uh, I probably know more about music than I know about gaming, and yet here I am doing a gaming podcast, um, but there you go. I guess you are whatever you say you are. Or at least that's what Eminem said, wasn't it? Um, okay. <laughs> I don't really have a, an answer. Uh, I think Nate's statements just need to stand on their own um, and be given a bit of space. <sighs> Talking about statements that need a bit of space, um, I made a posited a question about starting with a bang and um, some of the inherent problems of it in a game versus perhaps a horror film. The the sort of cold open, the the false start, the killing off the seeming protagonist, a la Scream. Uh, the 25-minute cold open of The Empty Man, and so on and so on and so on. Um, Barney, of course, being the very, very intelligent man that he is, has quite rightly torpedoed my theory, torpedoed it, taken the small fragments of it that were left, put them into a blender, blended them into a smooth liquid drunk it and then pissed it out again and um, if you can last the distance there's a lot of good ideas coming up so here are just a few ideas for an opening event to a horror game that I think you know get the players involved don't kill any of them and get things off to a, a flying start um let's say uh your the 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 players the characters the pcs the investigators are all sitting in the back of a truck uh going over a bridge and then all of a sudden uh, the truck just tumbles over the bridge the, the the edge of the bridge um everyone has to make saving rolls um there you go um 
there's I'll 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 do another one in a moment. The investigators are in some office, maybe they're at work, dunno. Um the fire alarm goes off. They and a group of uh uh NPCs take the 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 staircase, the fire escape staircase. Um and uh the lights are playing up a little bit all of a sudden the lights cut out and um the the pcs just get covered in the blood of one of the uh the people rushing down the stairs the lights come back on again what was all that about it's a fancy society dinner everyone's sitting around and chatting all of a sudden uh, one of the NPCs starts banging their head against the table, almost as if something is is doing it, not them. And they just keep on doing it until their face is a is a, a bloody mess, and uh, they don't have any working brain cells left. The investigators have all gone to a sports match. Uh, I just saw your little picture of Gaza uh, on your uh, on your podcast image, uh, so it could be a football match. But I don't know. Let's say let's say it's a baseball match or something like that. All of a sudden, um, the 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 player that's batting um, is kind of thrown up into the air uh, and falls down, splat. There's like, I don't know, how many people? Thousands of, thousands of people have just seen this really weird thing happen. The investigators have been called to a house where there's been a disturbance or something like that kind of thing doors open they go in um they 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 go up they 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 hear a sound upstairs they go to the door of the the room it suddenly falls silent um and the door just flings open smacks one or two of the investigators uh in the face and some thing just swoops out and is gone you know save rolls whatever you like all that kind of thing there you go one could go on one could get weirder one could get more nuanced one could get more gory one could be more mysterious um one could be more combat orientated if one wanted to and one could labor the point uh, uh, way more than is necessary if one wanted to um but one doesn't so one doesn't the adventurers are in a library of course they're trying to access the restricted collection um and for some reason maybe having a 
bit of a tricky time doing that or it's you know onerous or something like that then all of a sudden from beyond from the restricted collection from the restricted area there's some horrific kind of sound and I don't know blood just uh just sprays across um some some shelves of books there you go the investigators are all sitting around together enjoying a slap up meal uh when a package is delivered to uh the host and uh in the package is some kind of horrendous withered hand covered in tattoos of strange markings um, and everyone has to make some kind of nausea check. I quite like this one. The investigators are at a horse race and the horses start start racing and then there's this really strange horn blast or a bell peal or something and I don't know one of the horses two of the horses all of the horses just react really really weirdly and charge into the crowd and yeah I don't know what like that one that's quite good the investigators are at an auction classic setup something is going up for auction maybe it's before then you know you'd assume it's it's during the actual auction but someone decides to try and leg it with some item uh, just kind of completely in broad daylight and they're just completely determined and they're kind of frothing at the mouth or they've got you know crazed bulging eyes or something and it's somebody who's known to uh, the the auction house and all of that and they just will not stop until they get out the they get this thing out the door or is that all of it hmm i don't know the investigators are all doing their washing in a laundrette and uh one someone else who's in there doing it reaches into a maybe a tumble dryer uh and all of a sudden they just get pulled into the tumble dryer and blood splatters everywhere. The investigators are all enjoying a socially distanced barbecue and uh, one of, uh, you know, someone has got a dog and the dog starts digging up the, the garden uh, which is really irritating for, you know, the owner of the house. Um, but the dog digs something up um, 
and I don't know, just kind of collapses. Um, yeah, that's that. The investigators all live in the same apartment block and the temperature, the heating has gone crazy. It's really, really, really hot. And the investigators all meet up with each other on the staircases down to the cellar to figure out what's going on. They get down there and uh, the the caretaker, um, they, they, they spot the caretaker stuffing... Uh, like sort of cleaning out the remains of uh, of what seems to be a human body in some kind of incinerator. The investigators are a team of tree surgeons, and the everything starts with them sorting out a tree, a really old tree, somewhere special. Uh, you've got you know people bee laying at the bottom. You've got most of the team up the tree figuring out what they're doing and all of a sudden or very subtly I should say not all of a sudden that something odd starts to happen with the tree like maybe someone gets their foot caught in the tree maybe branches seem to move um maybe a branch could fall or or the rope can start to get severed, um, various kinds of things like that. And there could be some kind of object in the tree or it's strange, sap is poisonous. I don't know. Here's an idea that my daughter basically came up with. The investigators are on a biking holiday. They've maybe got a camper van and they've got all their bikes on the camper van. They're driving along a, a lonely kind of road. Um, um, the driver needs to roll for drive to see if they simply swerve or swerve and crash. It's not a bad crash. And everyone needs to roll perception because there's something crossing the road, disappearing out and in, off into the into the landscape which they which they just swerve if the if the 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 van is 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 damaged then they basically need to use their bikes here's another idea from my daughter that i've mangled um okay the investigators are going on a school reunion holiday or god knows what something like that they've they've re- they've got a rental cottage or something like that um they go in there and it smells really funny what does it smell like something rotting something rotting rotting bananas was i think what she said yeah. but maybe that's the initial smell um and then you realize it's more like awful or something disgusting um so so the one of the investigators opens a window and they open the window and something falls out of the window to outside. And a keen eye would see that it's some kind of end of a finger. As the other investigators look round the property, open more windows and so on and so forth, um, one of them could find that actually um, a door's been smashed open. Uh, 
or a window or something. Um, maybe if they go upstairs or to the cellar, there could be more signs of um, of of carnage. Something like that. Well, I don't really know what to say after all that. Um, yeah, when he gets going, he uh, he doesn't really know when to stop, does he? Old Barney. He's like a fountain of, of creativity. Spurting upwards into the sky. A runaway train. A leaky faucet. <laughs> and um, it's apropos because... Um, as I may have mentioned, I, it's been so long uh, since I recorded that I, I kind of have no idea what I said in the last episode. But as I, as I may have mentioned, we, we are approaching, well, the conclusion of Ghost Jackal Kill is, well, it's, it's on Saturday. Recording this on the Thursday and um, the conclusion is Saturday. And when, when we've wrapped that up, well, the next session we're going to have, the White Dwarf crew is going to be this this attempt that I've talked about quite a lot we've done many episodes around this attempt to create true horror and I have partially as a result of Barney's endless stream of messages but also having had loads of time to really think about it I think we are going to improvise the whole thing I'm feeling much more comfortable now about improvising I think Ghost Jackal Kill gave me a lot of a lot of confidence in that area because I would say 80% of it was improvised and and I think it's one of our best adventures really and um, you know I, I think the idea of building the story around the characters is something that I've never really done very much and, and I think now is the time now's the time to do it and I think it will create that investment it'll create that tension it will put the characters at the heart of the story and make their actions far more well far more meaningful far more narratively propulsive yeah um so uh, our next session will be a session zero. We will create characters together. And after that, I guess I will sketch some little seeds of, of story from where we can um, launch into a realm of true horror. Yeah. Okay. I will report back afterwards. It's a game we're role-playing I'm a stranger and you're making mistakes